Hey, homies, and welcome to Navigating Worlds Podcast. My podcast, Brittany Plummer, aka Brittany Shanice, aka you heard the introduction. My podcast about being a full time traveler, stepping on countries, doing the damn thing. And I'm so excited to be here. This is the first episode I'm recording with you guys. And I hope that, you know, you binge me out and like, listen, and I hope you enjoy the content. If you have questions, if you have um, comments, any improvements, because I'm all about the growth, hit me up on the socials, which you'll hear at the end of this episode. Um, But yeah, I'm so happy to be here to talk with you all. So yeah, let's get into it. So this episode is going to just be about, you know, it's going to be a really cool episode because you get to hear about my life and how did I get to become a full-time traveler. Um, And I'll just go run through my my entire story, my whole spiel, so that you won't feel like a stranger to who I am, who's this woman spending all this information to me, who is she, and I'm going to tell you who I am so that you'll feel like you know me and I know you and we become friends because I like making friends. Um, but before we get into that, before we get into that part of the podcast, I like to start off the podcast at the beginning with just like talking about where I am, why I'm here, what's going on, current events in my life, just to like clue you in and all the things, just because like, why not? It's fun. So currently I am in Guadalajara, Mexico. I've been here for about six weeks. Um, I came here from New York because I was in New York for a year, and then I came here. Um, I had been in Guadalajara a year ago, which you'll hear more about that in my story. But I was here a year ago for a year, um, just traveling on my travel journey, you know, all the things. And I decided to come back because I didn't want anything too chaotic. I didn't really want a new city. I wanted something that I can come into. It could be chill. I could see some old friends. I know the city. Um, just because I was fresh off the boat from New York and it was just like super duper chaotic for me in New York and so I just wanted the opposite of that and Guadalajara is a big major city but it's quite slow for a major city so I was like all right cool 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 easy peasy nice little transition let's get into it right so I've been here um I'll be here for another couple of weeks um and then I'm gonna go ahead and go back to New York for a couple of weeks and I have to Europe for the summer which I'm so excited about because it's been like nine years I'm so geeked um but yeah, and so I'm I'm back in the city and it's cute, it's cute. I remember it, but I'm just like, I remember why I left and I don't feel like I need to come back. You know, it's just one of those things where I'm like, ah, this is, there. I, Guadalajara is not gonna be my city. I knew it was gonna be my city. Um, not anything against Guadalajara, it's just not for me. It's just, not, there are certain qualities that I like to have when I find this in a city, which I'll tell you more about in future episodes, but there are certain things that I like when I go into, um, when I go into a city and Guadalajara just doesn't check off a lot of those boxes. So, you know, but it's cool. Like I, I was like, okay, cool. It's, it's a nice little, like I said, transition period. It's nice and chill. I can come here. I can build, I can do all the things like start my podcast. Yes. Yes. Hello. Hello. Um, and I can just like relax and do all the things. And now I'm at this point where I'm bored as hell. I'm like, I need to find things to do. I need to find places to go. You know what I mean? So like, I plan to leave at the end of this month, which is April. So I plan to leave at the end of April. Um, But before I leave, these last couple of weeks, I'm going to travel. I'm going to go to some new places in Mexico that I haven't been and some older places that I have been. Um, But mainly just get out of the city because I'm just like, all right, 
you your transition period is just lagging a little bit too much sis like let's we need the exploration you know what i mean i'm at that part where i'm just like okay i need to i want to do something i'm getting like all itchy and like i, I want to like go and do things so yeah that's probably what's gonna happen i'm excited because i'm gonna go to wine country with a friend yes and i didn't even think you know wine country from mexico was a thing but my friend who was in the liquor business back in cali now she lives down here and she's just like a liquor connoisseur bless her heart because she's taught me so much about alcohol um she found it here and she loves it and she's been before so i'm excited to just like relax be by a pool have some wine go to vineyards do all the things i'm so geeked and then the last weekend i'll go um to the bigger city mexico city and just like see some friends because i have some friends out there because i've been to mexico city a few times see another friend that's going to come back and see me uh, one of my mexican friends um because he's in canada right now and then that'll be it and i'm so excited about it like i'm so excited to just get up and move around a little bit more i feel like being here in guadalajara i'm just lacking the the mo lacking i wouldn't say motivation i was gonna say motivation but no i just feel like i'm lacking the um i'm lacking the the inspiration right like as a traveler i like to feel inspired when i go and it's not gonna always be like that it's an ebb and flow type of situation but like I'm just, it's just, it's not, not a mess. It's nothing else here for me to feel like, you know, like I want to stay or be here or anything like that. So on to the next, off off to the races, I have to go. Um, but it's about to be a crazy next couple of months because like, I'm going to be traveling, 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 like every, probably from next week on until like mid, please, until like the summer. Cause I don't even, I haven't even made a plan for Europe yet which is my, my preface of traveling. There are different travelers in this world. There is no blueprint when it comes to traveling, right? So for me, I said, okay, I'm gonna go with a friend. And I don't really, I don't really, I like, I don't mind a little bit of a plan, but I don't need like a loose, I don't need like a super strict plan. And I don't want like a super loose plan. I at least wanna know where I'm going, book a room and then stay for this long, go for this, you know, do all those things. So that was the plan. So yeah, so then for the next, like I said, for the next, uh, like, in a couple of weeks, I'll be traveling every two weeks, one to two weeks um, for a while. Because even when I land, I'm going to be in Greece in May for my 30th. <laughs> for my 30th, I'll be in Greece. And so that's going to be so much fun because I get to see a friend and everything. You guys will hear more about that. And even when I'm on the trip, you guys will hear all about it. We'll be in Greece together. Don't worry. <laughs> And if you don't, follow me on social media, Brittany Shanice, B-R-I-T-N-E-Y, Shanice, S-H-A-N-E-C-E. If you're listening to the podcast, you'll hear it at the end again. Um, if you watch me on YouTube, it'll probably be somewhere on, in one of these places. Um, but yeah, or in the comment section below, or in the, the description section below. But anyways, yeah, I, I'll be so posting on social media, my travels and everything. So come, come follow me over there. Um, but anyways, yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into the story of Brittany and who am I and how did I become a full-time traveler? Well, I, so my mom and dad, we, I come from humble beginnings. My father's from Jamaica, my mother's from the States, Florida specifically. And, um, you know, I come from humble beginnings, so my parents didn't have a lot of money growing up, but they gave us the best life that they could. And so respect to mom and dad, if you're listening, um, and all the things. And so I remember, like, because my dad's Jamaican, he migrated. Some of his siblings migrated here to the States. Some migrated to Canada and others migrated across the world, all over. Jamaicans are everywhere. They're, you, you'll find them, trust me. Or we'll find you, one or the other. But every time I go somewhere, they pop up and they find me and they're like, you're Jamaican. Like, they telling me who I am. And I'm like, how you know this? <laughs> so funny. Anyways. 
Um, so we would go up to Canada and travel around the United States. So my mom and dad used to pack us up in this red 1989, 1998 Pontiac van. And my mom and my dad used to sit in the front seat. And they, my dad always drove and my mother always sat in the passenger seat. And she would drive a little bit, but my dad loves to drive. And so they would be there and you know, pop in their Al Green tape. Probably shouldn't say he's gonna put smoke a little weed. Um, and then pop, pop, pop in their Al Green tape and um and just drive across um because i'm originally from indiana and so we would always start from there and indiana if anybody knows the united states the midwest is flat and it's flat honey it's super flat so just drive across and sometimes we go to canada this is before they passed the law in the united states that you didn't that you needed a passport to go to canada because at some before a long time ago you didn't need a passport to go to canada um but then they passed a law where you didn't need to have a passport need to have a passport to go up to canada so yeah Anyways, they would pack us up, and my mom would, like, crawl across the streets because it was a van, so the seats were let down. You could, like, lay out, and me and my sister would, like, lay out and, like, play games and stay onto the window. And my mom used to come back and, like, braid our hair so our hair looked nice when we went up to Canada to see our family. And then we had, like, this cooler full of, like, all kinds of drinks, and we had, like, snacks and stuff in the back. And I just remember – it's such a fond memory of mine because I remember just, like, looking out the window longingly, just loving traveling and loving, like – the feeling that I felt just, you know, going to places and doing new things. And I it was, I was young then, so I didn't really, it, I wasn't, I wasn't really reflective or aware of it, but it was just like, it was a little bit of like a little seed being planted there of me, like being able to travel and go new places. Um, I didn't travel again because shortly after that, like we did it for a few years. I want to say up until I was like, 12 or 13 they i think shortly after that they passed the law google it i have no clue when they did it but i remember me we started stopped going because my parents um neither one of us had passports none of us had passports my dad had his jamaican one but um still and so and they didn't they couldn't really afford getting passports for us and things like that so they we just stopped going up there for a while and i didn't travel again until i want to say high school i did a few um trips in high school and went to like an HBCU and if historically black college universities, uh, did a South, did a tour down there. We went to Clark Atlanta, Spelman, um, Morehouse. We went to uh, Tennessee State, all those places down there. And it was like a nice little week. And it was, it was fun. It was a good time. We met other people, other high schoolers. And I did one or two trips, something like that in high school, but nothing really like stuck or anything. Like it stuck and I was enjoying it. And I like, anytime travel came up in my world, I'm like, I need to go or, you know, to some extent. So then I didn't, so then high school, the high school was finished and then I went to university. And I remember, I remember being in university and just sitting and like, you know, in university, specifically in the States, you have this orientation period and in orientation period, or even like the first week of university, you just, you're just going to like visiting different organizations, seeing which ones you want to be involved in. They come to visit you and they tell you what the organization is and see if you want to be involved in it. I remember I was sitting in this classroom. I think I read on like a little brochure or like a, like a schedule thing that there was a study abroad what happening. And I remember being in the class and then in walks this amazing, eclectic, I have no clue where she's from. Um, I still have her on Facebook. I'm, gonna, I, I'm not going to put her information out there, but she's just, she's so near and dear to my heart. She's made a stamp on in my in my life, really. Um, but she walks in and she's just talking about studying abroad. And I remember thinking, like, I'm 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 gonna do that. I don't know where I'm gonna find the money. I don't know how I'm gonna get there, but I'm gonna do it. And so, but as a freshman in university, you can't travel until 
the summer of your freshman year. So right before your sophomore year, that summer you can travel, but you can't travel the first your first freshman year at all. So I was like, cool, cool, cool. So by the time the second semester came around in my freshman year, I'm like thinking in my mind, like, I, I need to go see this lady, bra lady. And I remember going and seeing her and I remember showing up and I just like spilled my guts. I'm like, I want to study abroad. I want to go somewhere, but I don't have money. My parents don't have any money. Like, I, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I really want to do it. And she's just like, she was like, I like you. She was like, it's okay. I have a scholarship. You apply for the scholarship and I'll give it to you because it's my scholarship. And I was just flabbergasted. I was like, what? She was like, yes, but you have to come up with the money for your passport. You have to get your own passport. And at the time, because I am a product of my parents, I worked, worked, worked. I worked a lot in university. Like sometimes I had three jobs, sometimes I had two. Not because like I had to do that. It's just like, I'm just a traveler. I'm a traveler at heart. It's what I, I mean, not a traveler. I'm a, I, I like to work. My parents are very much workaholics. They're busy bodies. They just like to go, 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 do, do, do. So, and I, I'm the same way. So, you know, I, I just worked a lot. I mean, my sister's similar to that as well. But anyhow, anyhow, yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'll find the money. And I remember like getting my paperwork done and printing it off and writing it in and like getting my, my um, birth certificate and all those things. And like going to the, the, the uh, mail, the, um, the mail place and the mail, the mail place and like shipping off my stuff to get my passport. And next thing I know, it's time for me to go. Like it's this, the summertime is creeping up. And like, as the summertime, as my trip is coming in, right. I was going to leave. I was My first place I was going to go to was London. I was going to go to London just for a month, like six weeks or a month, something around there. Um, and it was just creeping up slowly and slowly. And like, June was coming and then July and that was when I was going was in July and I remember having so much anxiety like riddled like so afraid because it's it's my first time traveling by myself and like without my parents I'm going to a whole new country I'm not going with the United States I'm going to a whole new country like somewhere brand spanking new so I'm just like freaking out i'm about to get on it my first time on a plane is for seven to eight hours like brick what are you doing the random you're gonna play you get on it for two hours you get on you get off right you don't go for like an eight hour flight you crazy person but here i am um and i remember being like i like i mentioned before i didn't have money to to go on this trip um my parents didn't have money to go on this trip so i got a scholarship for this and so you know in order for me to get that scholarship my financial aid has to apply and then they refund me the money, you know, all that jazz. But by the time, I want to say it was like a couple of days before I was supposed to leave, my money still had came in. And my mom, she, I mean, she's giving me what she can, but it's still not enough for me to survive before my, until my financial aid gets there. And it wasn't that my financial aid was supposed to be in my bank account before I left, but it didn't get there. I, I mean, I had made sure to plan everything to a T and it still was not in my bank account. Um, and so I was just like, okay, well, I guess I can't go because I don't have any money and blah, 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 blah. So I called the program director and I'm like, hey, um, so sorry, I can't go. It, um, I, my financial aid isn't here and I don't really have any money to get there and all these other things. And she's just like, well, if you're going to let money hold you back from going, then maybe you shouldn't go. She's like, this is an experience. She's like, don't let fear keep you from going. You know, she's like, if you need money, just reach out to people and ask. I can give you money until your financial comes financial aid comes in and then I can and then you can pay me back. I'm just sitting there like, what the 
hell? What's happening? She basically told me, a closed mouth don't get fed. Ask for what you want. You want it bad enough, you can have it. You just got to ask for it. And I was just, I was just like, what? Did this lady just say she's going to give me money to go? Like, it just, it's weird because it felt like everything was lining up. It felt like everything was just like knocking into place. Like, no, you're going. No, 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 you're going. I, 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 stop, stop. You're going. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I was in complete awe, honestly, because I, I, I wasn't ready. I was just like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go. And I'm so glad that I did because if I didn't, I would not be anywhere near the person that I am today, not driving full time because it was that pivotal time in my life where I was just, you know, I was up on the hill and it's just like, go over the hill, bring you're like, hey, no, it's too high. I'm scared. I'm going to go back down. And I'm just grateful that I had those people in my life pushing me along. Cause my mom, like I told her, I was like, oh, I'm not going to go. And she's just like, okay. Cause she's already scared for me. Right. She, this is the furthest her daughter's going to be from her. She can't get in the car to come and see me or find me or whatever. And my mom is taken. Trust me. If I go missing or something happens to me, she is taken. I feel for them, not her, not me or her. I feel for everybody else. But, um, anywho, she couldn't just get on a plane to come and find me. So she's just as scared as I am. And so she's just like, oh, you're not going to go? Okay, that's cool. Uh, Less thing I got to worry about. But then I get off the phone and I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm still going to go. And of course, she's okay with it. She's preparing herself for it. But like, I was just like, okay, I'm going to go. They're going to give me money to go. And then I'll just pay them back when our financial aid comes in. And it was just like this pivotal moment. I remember going to London and having the best summer of my life. Like I took a film course at this time. I in university I studied fashion. So I took a fashion course and I took a film course, which anybody that knows me knows I love a good movie. Um and it was just so fun. And I it was it you know that seed that was planted as a child is starting to like it's getting watered with another trip and another trip, right? And so I go to London and I come back after a month and I'm just like that was so fun. I want to do it again. Um so then fast forward to spring of the spring of my junior year so i as soon as i came back i went to go see my advisor and i said you know in my program my fashion program that i was in they said oh if you want to study abroad in italy you can and you could take courses and it'll apply and you don't have to take extra courses you'll graduate on time and all these other things so as soon as i got back from england i go to my advisor i'm like when can i go to italy and she's just like um you can go your junior year the spring of your junior year and i was like cool i'll work i'll work and save up a lot of money do what i gotta do Anybody that knows me knows that I'm not the best at saving money, but I did. I was able to save a little chip of change together and everything. Um, and then my sophomore year came, and that same lady that came into that classroom that day that told me about studying abroad, she came and she said to me, like, you know, okay, you know, here, you ready? Like, I was like, I, I don't have the money again. And she's just like, I'll give you this scholarship again. Don't worry. I got you. I got you. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It's it's re- really is. And so she comes and I get the scholarship and I'm off to Italy for four months and I study fashion and I eat Italian food and I go to Greece and I have an amazing time, like best four years. I mean, best four months of my one of one of the best four months of my life. I've had a lot of them. But anyways, it was so awesome. And so she I come back and like that that that, you know, that seed that's been planted and then it's been watered by that London trip or those trips in high school. It's now starting to bud and burst into a little flower. And I remember coming back and I was forever changed because I just, I felt my brain just change and just become more open. And and, and it, the world became bigger and things more things became possible for me in my world. Um, and so I remember sitting in the back of the car of my mom's, that she came and got me from the airport. And I remember just thinking like, 
I really love this. Like this really makes me happy. Um, there's something about this that just brings me so much joy. Um, and so I just, I was like, I need to continue to do this. I don't know how I'm going to continue to do this, but I do need to continue to do it. So yeah, I graduated high school and then I knew ever since, like there are a few things, two things I knew since I was a little girl. Number one, I knew that I was going to travel the world because I've always said it. And number two, I, I said I was going to move to New York. I've wanted to live in New York since I was whatever the age. Like, I don't even remember when I first started saying those things, but I, I've said it for a while. Um, and so I've just, I knew that. So I graduated high school and then two months later, I moved to New York. I have family in Jersey. So I lived with them um, while I was in New York. And I remember just being there and like working my ass off. Like, sis working my ass off because New York is not a place where you can just like, you can just barely get by. Like it's no, you're going to work a few jobs. If you want to get a car, which I don't recommend man, in New York, but I was in New Jersey. So I got a car and then you want to get an apartment. Apartments are expensive. Like that side of the world is just like, you're either going to make it or you're not, you know? Um, and I remember just thinking like, I'm going to work. I'm coming home. I'm waking up. I'm going to work. I'm coming home. I'm waking up. It's just like, I, like, uh, it's the same thing over and over. And I was like, there has to be more to life than this. There just has to be. And so I left, I, I left, I planned to leave. I want to say um, six months before. And I was like, I got to figure out a way to travel full time. I don't know what that looks like, but I need to go because I feel like I, I could be so much happier doing something else. So I looked up, looked into different things. And then a friend told me about teaching in Asia and how you get paid and you get paid a lot of money and it's cheaper to live and all these other things. And I was just like, all right, bet. And I started the visa process and I started buying my ticket and all the things. And then I left, I left in August of 2016, I want to say, um, from the United States. And that just propelled my next six year journey of traveling. And I went to Korea for a year and I was teaching and like, for me, and I enjoyed Korea. Um, it, it's a great country. I, I'll talk about that more in a later episodes about the countries that I visited and my pros and cons for those. But um, I enjoyed it. Korea was a pivotal point in my life again because I was in this period where when you travel, it holds a mirror up to who you are. And it's either you like who you are or you don't like who you are. Or you like some things or you don't like some things. But you're going to see all of it. And it's the opportunity for you to be like, hey, let me make a change or let me stay the same or whatever that looks like. And for me, the mirror that was being held up was a lot of my insecurities and not to say those insecurities are gone today. It's something that I'm constantly trying to grow within and be better at, you know what I mean? But my insecurities, my overanalyzing and overthinking and all these other things, like it just got the best of me. And I just had to sit down with myself one day and just be like, Hey Britt, like we either going to change and try to get better or we're going to just stay, stay where we are. And so, um, you know, I started that process of just like loving myself and being kinder to myself. I remember I was like on a bus to a friend, we went on a weekend trip and she looks and we're just having a conversation. She's just like, Hey, do you guys love yourself? And it wasn't just like a question of like, do you love yourself? You better love like no, she's just genuinely curious because she's asked herself the question, her herself the question as well. And I remember just thinking like, never thought never thought about asking myself that question and just really being like, Hmm, I don't know. I mean, I guess so. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh my God, like subconsciously I had made the choice that I was never going to 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 have that to have that answer to that specific question ever again. The next time somebody asks me how I love myself, I'm gonna be like, yes, 
absolutely you know what i mean and that also right the love that you have for yourself also ebbs and flows but still like i wanted to i wanted that to be the foundation of me of me loving myself and so you know subconsciously or whatever like i i started the process of of gaining that self-love of, of being more confident in who i am and my choices and trusting myself more and so you know, that hard part that happened in Korea, that, that moment where I came to the realization of my shortcomings or my insecurities or whatever, Vietnam was kind of like, I was brand new and I was allowed to build myself from the ground up. Like I still was me, but Vietnam, which is Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, Saigon, Vietnam, my favorite city on the planet of earth so far that I've been to, okay? like. It's you just have quality people, quality food, amazing weather. Um, it's it's very cheap to live as an American. It's very cheap to live, um, and it's just it's just an amazing, amazing place. And I was there for two years, and you know, being there, I, it was crazy because I was coming from Korea, and like I said, Korea was that time where I realized that I didn't love myself or trust myself as much as I'd like to like to have. And so Vietnam was the place where. I was building that trust and that love for myself. It was, it's it's so bananas because like, my nose is itching so much. Anyways, um, it, it, it was bananas because like, it was kind of like I was a blank piece of paper and then I was just doing whatever I wanted to do and scribbling all over this piece of paper to figure out what fits best for me or what works for me. Um, and it was fantastic. When I tell you sex, drugs and rock and roll, honey, that's what Vietnam was. But also it was, you know, me figuring out how to communicate better, me figuring out my likes and my dislikes and me really just exploring my character and, my, and, and who I am as a person and just keeping what I liked and leaving what I didn't like. And, and it was just this, this really, I want to say, um, this, it, it was a real uh, transformational period for me, I guess I would say. Um, very amazing. Very cool. I love that city. Um, it's definitely made a stamp in my life, definitely made a stamp in my heart. And then I left and after two years, cause I was like, okay, I think I've reached my peak of like growth here, or I just feel like it's time for me to go. I got that feeling, you, you know, when you travel for so long, you kind of get a feeling of when, when it's time to stay and when it's time to go, you kind of feel that urge a little bit of like, mm, I think it's time to go. And it's best to listen to those. Sometimes you don't, sometimes you do. It is what it is. But you'll get to that point where you'll know this is a city for me or this isn't a city for me or it's time for me to stay or it's time for me to go. One of those two things will happen. And I had got to that point in, in Vietnam after two years and I was teaching there and I was teaching in Korea and I left and I moved to Colombia because I heard Colombia was great to move to. And it was. I met amazing people, some people that I have friends with a lifetime. I mean, any country I've been to, I have friends that I'm still friends to right to today. Like. Every single country I've been to, I have made a friend that is still my friend that I could pick up the phone and call and be like, hey, and we'll pick up the conversation as if it, the conversation never stopped. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and so, yeah, they it, it was amazing. And um, I left and went to Colombia. I went to Medellin, Colombia, and I was there for a year. I was there for the year during the pandemic. Yes. Like, talk about interesting. Like, because I was like, I'm not going back to the States. Like, I'm not going to be able to work. I mean, well, I wasn't working in Columbia. I was working online, still teaching online. So it was kind of like it didn't matter where I was going to go, but I was just like, it doesn't make any sense. The whole world's going to be shut down. I, there's no reason for me to go back. Um, and I, I just didn't think so. So I ended up making some really good friends. I met my best friend there. She's like my name. 
Um, I met my best friend there, and she's amazing. And I met also just other people. Some people, friends I'm actually going to go see in Europe as well, um, which is going to be nice. Um, but yeah, and, and, and I think Colombia had started the first year that was difficult for me because, like, after I came from Vietnam, once I've gotten to this period of, like, once I've taken these two years to really figure out who I am as a person and figure out my character and move upon that, now that that's ever done, it's always a continuous thing. It's always something that's going to continue to be a thing for me in my life. I was at this point where I was just like, okay, so do, how do I want to get back to the world? What is my purpose? Like, even if it's not this big thing of purpose, so to speak, but like, what do I want? What do I want to do? You know what I mean? Because like I said before in my earlier, when I said like, you know, I like to work, I like to move, I like to do. And so I just want to, whatever I do, I want it to be intentional. So what do I want to create in this world? And what do I want to give back? And so it just took, it took me another three years to figure that out. That's why I'm here with the podcast. But um, yeah, Colombia was hard for me, even though I was surrounded by amazing human beings. Um, Medellin is a, is a beautiful country. Definitely, I mean, Medellin is a beautiful city. Colombia is a beautiful country. Um, definitely still not the city for me. Um, tell you more about that in the next episode. But um, yeah, it was, it, it was, I, I still appreciate it for what it was. And I still, I'm just very happy that I got to meet the people that I got to meet with. I would say that I probably had one of the easier pandemic times, like the 2020 year. I had an easier uh, 2020 year, just because like the people I was surrounded by, we had like a little community and we would all cook and eat and, and things together. And we had like, I had a sauna in my house and a jacuzzi and not, not that I am rich, I just got lucky, trust and believe, because I was definitely living in a middle-class uh, Colombian neighborhood, and our house just so happened to have these amenities. It wasn't a huge house. It was a decent-sized house, and I think I just got lucky because the pandemic was happening, and we just happened to have those things, and it was really nice. Um, so then, yeah, I was there for a year, and then I moved, and I left and went to um, Guadalajara. I went to Guadalajara, Mexico. And um, I came to Guadalajara and like I said, I like Guadalajara. I was good for a year that I was here. Um, I also met some amazing people that are forever etched in my, in my life. Um, I'm so excited to, you know, be, uh, have them as friends because I can always lean on them for anything. Um, but yeah, Guadalajara is nice. And like I said, there's another episode, podcast episode happening after this of like what. Um, the cities that I've been to and my likes and my dislikes, um, more about that. But this is just the sake of telling you my story and where I come from and who I am. Um, so yeah, I went to Guadalajara, um, was there for a year and I, I enjoyed it. I made good friends and I, you know, I came here with thinking that I was going to go back into teaching because in my mind, you know, I said, I'm trying to find this purpose. So in Colombia, I was just like throwing a lot of spaghetti at the wall. I was, you know, I did a lot of virtual assistant work, which is basically you do, you work for smaller clients online, doing all kinds of work for that. Definitely more podcasts episodes coming up about digital nomading and working and finding jobs and stuff like that. You Guys, I got you. I got you with the information. Don't worry. I'm here to share it all and just lay it all out for you. I hope that it helps someone um, go out and live their full-time travel dreams, truly. Um, but yeah, and so I... Uh, and in Guadalajara, it, it just, I was here, made friends. It was a nice time. I thought I was going to go back to teaching and I was still trying to discover that part of myself of like, how do I want, what do I want to make intentional decisions about in my life? Like what, 
career path do I want to go down or whatever the, whatever that looks like I just wanted something not that and I know that I'm a multi-purpose person so that's why you know I'm glad that travel is just my umbrella because there's going to be so many things that come from this I can just feel it because I just know me once I get something I'm like oh I want to do this and I want to do this and it's all to serve people I love people I, I truly 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 enjoy serving other people like I Humans are my first language. I like honey. They are. They make me happy. Um, I love being around them. I'm. I'm an extrovert. I always say I'm. I'm whatever is above an extrovert. That's me. Um. And so yeah. And so yeah. I was here for a year, and then I went back to New York last year, 2022. Yeah, I went back to New York. I thought because I said I was gonna come back here and try to get my teaching. Um, get my visa, go back into to, to Asia to do Taiwan, and then I was gonna do like my master's in education and like go that route and like try to get into international schools and all that jazz. But I ended up being in New York, and I said, let me give New York my best effort. I was like, let me let me try a job. Let me see where this takes me. Let me just lean in a little bit, which is like. The majority of my travel experiences is just me not 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 being fully cut off to anything and just allowing myself to lean in just a little bit to see what's going to come of this. And it was the hardest year of my life. <laughs> I was the hardest year of my life because one thing nobody talks about who goes and travels for such a long extended period of time is the reverse culture shock you experience. And when I say long, I mean, I want to say more than six months to a year, right? You come back to your home country it's reverse culture shock. You feel like an alien out of water because you've not been in this culture for so long. It's not like when you go to a new country and you experience it for the new time. No, for the first time. No, you've been to, you've been raised in this country. You know this country, whatever city you're in. And so instead of it being this nuance of like all this novelty of just newness and all these new crazy things, it's just it's the opposite. It's 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 you've been here, you know this. You have to you're learning how to settle back into something that you once had, but you're a new person. You're somebody completely different. And so the way that you approached it before, before you left, you won't you can't approach it that same way because you've grown or you've changed. And so you have to figure out a different way to approach it. And that can be so so difficult. And I I, I promise to make an episode about reverse culture shock. I think you know, not a lot of people are talking about it. When I was looking for it, you know, I, you know, I, I couldn't find information about it. But I hope to do some research and share that with you guys because, you know, nobody's talking about it. Reverse culture shock is essentially what culture shock is. What you feel when you go to a new country, you're it's a new place. Um, you've never been before, um, and you just you you it's experience a new culture. And like, say you go to the Asia, right? And it's a you've never been to Asian. People like to say a lot of things in Asia are backwards, which is kind of true. So you just, you feel like a fish out of water. You feel like you're scared to do this or you don't know how to maneuver this. You don't know the language and, and it can be overwhelming and you can feel homesick and you can feel like, hey, I don't want to be here. I want to leave. And so reverse culture shock is essentially that just being back in your home country, feeling like I don't know this place. It's it, it's not new, but it's it's also still something new for me because I'm a new person or I'm a changed person. Not so much new, but more I'm a changed person. And so trying to navigate that is is so bizarre because for me, the, the emotions that I would experience is just anxiety and a little bit of like frustration and a little bit of like sadness because there's, you kind of, it's a way of like mourning this, this experience that you've had for, so for me, six years, I had a six year experience of traveling. And so you're just kind of mourning that, that time 
um, that you spent just going from country to country, having all that novelty, having your brain being constantly fed with new information and new challenges and overcoming those challenges to coming back home. And it's a challenge, but it's a challenge in a way that has never been experienced before. Um, so yeah, more about that later. Um, but yeah, I went back to New York. I got into corporate. I did all the things, hated it, hated job, hated corporate. I will never be a corporate person. I knew I didn't like corporate from high school. I worked in corporate in high school and I knew there that I didn't like it. And I don't know why my my crazy ass decided to go back to corporate. I don't know why in my mind I said, yes, I like this. <laughs> Who knows? I just needed to, I needed to really know for sure. I needed to really give it my all as an adult to know that this wasn't for me. And corporate's not for me. Corporate would never be for me. That, and that's just a fact. It's why I'm here making a podcast and why I'm doing all the other things. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, I did it for a year and then I left earlier this year. I left New York. I love New York. I love the city of New York. Oh my gosh. It's one of my favorite cities in the world. I just don't want to live in the United States. And there's nothing against the United States where there's plenty against the United States, but I just wanted to be, I just didn't feel free there. I felt very confined and I felt very, um, I just felt like I, I didn't belong in that city. And I don't feel like I belong in a lot of cities because I did visit quite a few cities in, in the United States when I was there and nothing nothing was nothing was vibing with me. And I was like, why am I forcing myself to fit in a in a box that doesn't that's not for me? You know what I mean? Like why am I trying to force myself to fit into this little this little square hole when I'm a, when I'm around one? <laughs> when I'm a round bag. Um and so yeah, I was just like, Yeah, this isn't for me. I'm not vibing on this. This is not my jam. And so, yeah, I left. Um, I decided to leave. And But in between me going back there, figuring out it's not for me, and then leaving, I figured out that travel is my love. I figured out that travel is the way for me to go. I figured out that I want to teach people how to travel. I figured out that I want to share as much knowledge and as much information with as many people as I can about how to travel full-time and how to make it a sustainable life. Um, and I just figured out that this is... I've been sitting on this this golden goose egg for centuries <laughs> and and it just took a while for me to get there to figure it out and that's okay because life is a process and we know that things take time and so yeah and and then I was like okay well let's let's go out and travel again let's go on a journey let's do some things let's go some places let's have some fun <laughs> that beat is sick I want to take a round of music I'm sorry I'm just song just played in my head um <laughs> Anyways, yeah, and then I left and now I'm back here in Guadalajara and then off to Europe in the summer and I hope to settle maybe somewhere in Europe. We'll see. You know, I like to I'm a long long term traveler. So what I do is I don't like to I don't mind going from one country to the next in like a, between a month or two months span, but I prefer to find somewhere for a year or two, make it my home my home base and then travel out and go on different trips. Um to different countries, to the surrounding countries. Um, more on that later, because it is easy to travel to different countries in Asia and in Europe. But when you come to the Americas, honey, when you come to the Americas and in Africa as well, I've never been, but I have plenty of friends that have been. When you want to travel to Africa, North America, South America, those ticket prices are expensive and they can get up there. Um, and there's reasons for that, right? But and more about that later. But yeah, that is my story. That is my background. That is how I got here. That is why I'm on this podcast, talking to you amazing human beings. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, again, 
if you, you know, have questions or comments. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, there'll be a little excerpt at the end that I'll give you all my information on where to follow me and where to find me. But if you're here on YouTube, then um, it'll be in the description box below um, on my socials or so maybe on this on this video. I haven't decided yet because this is my first video. Um, <laughs> I have my first podcast episode. Ah. Um, so yeah, I I can't wait to go on this journey with everyone that's listening. Um, I always like to reference people as like my homies. So you guys will be my homies. Um, and I'm just excited to share everything with you. And I like in future episodes, I hope to like bring on, you know, people that I'll interview, like friends that I've met all over the world. Um, I hope to touch on all kinds of topics like mental health and disabilities, like traveling with these things, because travel is accessible to everybody. It's just figuring out how to make it more accessible for you specifically. Right. And so, you know, people out here traveling with disabilities. I have friends that are disabled. I want to talk to them about what it's like to travel like that. Or I have friends that have traveled from one um, from one country that traveled to another country and met someone and married someone from another country. So I want to interview them and tell me about their experience. Like I have a friend who's um, who's American who came down and he met his wife in Mexico, but she's Venezuelan. So having that conversation with them or like I have a friend. Um, who has a mental illness and he, you know, he takes medicine and everything. And I want to interview him about that. And I'm like interview my friends that are LGBTQI plus and talk about that and how that, what that feels like for them. So I do want to touch on a lot of different topics. I do want to like delve in and to make, cause I want everybody to be able to travel. I truly believe that, you know, taking yourself out of your comfort zone and being uncomfortable and being in a new country and, you know, allowing yourself to be open to the possibilities that can come in are, it's just, phenomenal and I think that you know it'll help a lot of people be a lot better and and I think for me it's just me help trying to change the world just a little bit you know just a little bit a little step on the world by helping other people travel because I do think it's a game changer but thank you so much for listening I really appreciate it and I will talk to you see you in the next video talk to you in the next episode Bye. And that's all, folks. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate and review on whatever platform you're using. And to see what I'm up to, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok at Brittany Shanice, or subscribe to the YouTube channel, Navigating Worlds. I hope you have a marvelous day, homie. And thank you. Bye.